What's up, my friend? My name is Tina, and we are back with the season two of the Avenue for Growth podcast. I am very excited. We had a little break here. Um, there's been a lot of happenings uh, going on in my business and life for sure. So I hope you're doing great. And I miss this. I have been missing this for a longer time. And I am so excited to get back to podcasting and start um, telling stories and inviting amazing people to the studio with me again. And of course, like always, we talk about business growth. We talk about asset development. We talk about the good things and the bad things, mistakes and wins when we are running and growing our fantastic companies. I must say that a lot of things has been going on here. Um, the team has been growing. We have had really fun times. My coaches, our certified coaches are out there and they are serving customers and clients and uh, we can see how big impact they are making in their customers and clients' lives. There are a lot of small business owners that have had really good times, a lot of business owners who had really bad times and then we have had everything between. And I can say that our customers, in fact, have had most of them had had really good times because we have been able to help them to you know digitalize pivot very quickly both our coaches and consultants who have been joining the team and they have been adding business coaching as an additional revenue stream maybe they have been moving away from whatever businesses they had before and now they are out there and helping other companies growing their revenue, profits, and and impact and joy, and also their customers. Uh, many of our clients have been gone through big transformations, and uh, of course, it's been scary times for many, and uh, there has been a lot of challenges lately. But uh, still, we can see that people are getting. Uh, pretty excited about the future you know it feels now the spring is coming again of course that always is a good sign for all of us but people are getting excited we're looking forward to get together again we're looking forward to going traveling and uh, and uh, and meeting and uh, really focus on the growth again particularly if you know if your focus has not been on the growth now my focus has always been on growth and uh, it's just that we are growing on a little bit different um, aspects of the business. Okay, so today I wanted to start this new season with uh, going through five mistakes and five smart moves that I have personally done in my entrepreneur journey. And I got this idea from my dear friend Angelique. She uh, recently invited me to share my story for her audience. So that was a really fun almost two hour conversation we talked about entrepreneurship leadership when you go from corporate uh, you start your business all the feelings ups and downs and so on so that was so much fun and yes I will link to that video it will be probably on YouTube and on her different channels so I will link to that in the show notes but that got me thinking of all the ups and downs and all the mistakes we've made, I have made personally, so I'm going to share my mistakes, and also some smart moves that we've been pulling here during the last years as a business owner. So let's dive into this, and I wanted to talk about the first mistake, my biggest 
biggest mistake probably to date when I started my first business and this was years ago this was way before Avenue was born I had another type of business you probably heard me talking about it if you if you've been following the podcast or if you joined any of my trainings my first business was in home decor space and uh, my biggest mistake when I started that was that I was not willing to sell I was very negative about selling. In fact, I felt that, listen, I'm not going to sell anything. (laughs) I'm an engineer. I'm a designer. So my default is that I don't sell. I hate sales. Sales is scary. Sales is something that some other people do and I don't. And in fact, I didn't do any sales when I was in corporate. But then again, I did do a lot of sales before that. So when I was, for example, studying at the university, I had a part-time job as a sales rep for a travel agent and uh, I sold all day long you know every day and but that was incoming sales so people called us I was booking these different packages um, figuring out how to upgrade the packages so I was in sales but uh, then when I got into entrepreneurship I just did not want to sell at all and that was one of the biggest mes- mistakes I've made in my career as a business owner that I felt that sales is bad sales is something that I don't want to engage in I don't want to do that at all I want to hide myself to wherever and my friend she came to to help me at the trade fair and uh, she told me some weeks ago now she said like it's so funny Tina that today you are very pro sales you teach sales you coach sales sales is just so normal part of my life right now and what we teach to all of our customers we help them put together sales system marketing assistance all the infrastructure they need to have so that they can grow and uh, I, as she told me that I remember when we went to this trade fair and you didn't want to even be in the booth after we opened the doors to the to the trade fair because you were so scared that people would come there and you would need to meet these people. And uh, yeah, it's true. And I think it's a little bit of a combination of, first of all, kind of not ever had a really positive view on what sales really is about. And then also when you are selling your own products, something that you have created by yourself sometimes it just feels too close to you so I feel that it's so much easier maybe to sell somebody else's products and that's what I see for example with the coaches they feel that now that we have created amazing products and services and packages and with the right pricing and the hooks and the benefits and everything is very well packaged so that they can take that and go and present that to the audience and sell they find it very easy because they know that somebody else built this product so now they can just get out there and also because they truly believe in the product they truly know how good our coaching consulting programs and products are so of course they believe in that and of course, now when I'm in there, I, I sell coaching, I sell our coaching packages. and uh, But now my focus is so much more on the how we can help the person who is receiving our coaching, who is receiving the consultation that we do, what amazing results we can create for them together with them. So that's why I think that sales is just very natural and actually pretty fun. But then again, I, I was also very proud of my physical goods, but it was just something that I felt that sales was not my thing. And that was the biggest mistake that I allowed myself to have that, that kind of feelings towards sales and hide 
from the fact that I actually need to get out there and sell and I need to do that every day, all day long, all the time because as a business owner, that is something that you need to do. My biggest mistake numero dos is I implemented a business model that had very low profit margins and uh, I mean, I kind of knew about that but I did not believe that it would be so crucial to have good profit margins, you know, and don't judge if you are not a business owner yet, then maybe you're feeling like, well, you know about this, like on paper, but look, it's really difficult because some things might look really good on paper. And then when you go into that, you start realizing like, this is just really, really tough because for, for many reasons and uh, low profit margins is something that is very tough for businesses when they are trying to grow. So I had physical goods business and even though we did bulk production, we had really low actual manufacturing cost per item, but there were so many other other costs related to get those products out to the market and selling and shipping and delivering and stock keeping and all that. So I think my biggest mistake when I was looking into what kind of business I wanted to get into was that I chose a model that is very difficult to grow without very solid financing. So had I had a lot of money, which I didn't, if I'd had a lot of money, then it would not be that difficult because, you know, you have cash and then you can you have money to grow your company and pay for this stock keeping and, and keep up that ending running. But if you don't have the cash and if you don't have high profit margins, then it becomes really difficult. So I think the, the choice of my business model was very wrong at the beginning. And now, of course, with many, many years later and with a lot of more skills and, and understanding expertise in business modeling and cost of services and cost of making business and cost of making sales, now I know how to improve the profits and also how to create products or services that just make sense for the ambitions and vision that I have. And of course, we do the same thing for customers as well. We help them to find these profitable business ideas that actually work and make sense for them. So my mistake number three is that I didn't tap into my expertise, but I was only focusing on my passion. Now, I'm an engineer. I come from the IT world. I've been working in the software as a service industry. Way, very, very complex stuff. Not apps and not, not really like internet technologies or consumer-facing technologies, but really complex solutions for financial institutions and banks and, and other uh, big um, players in, in, in that space. And also, also worked in the travel industry. So we were building travel business management and financial management systems now the uh that was my expertise that that is something i've been doing for a long time and when i started my first business i think that one of my biggest mistakes was that i didn't really tap into that expertise or that the the skills and the connections and what i was doing then and kind of i didn't start the easiest business and no business is easy all business is a lot of work um, a lot of challenges that you're meeting but if you go to a completely new 
world where you have no previous experiences, you have no connections, you have no idea how it works, and then you have no cash, it's very difficult. So maybe if I would do, you know, if I would start a company now, I would continue doing that, that I was doing in corporate, and I would go freelancing, I would go solo, I would start consulting, invoicing, and then with that skills, and when I started learning how to actually you know, run traffic, get customers and all those things, then I would start uh, figuring out how to scale up and uh, what kind of business model I wanted to build. So I didn't tap into my expertise. I didn't tap into my, uh, what I had been doing, my networks. I tapped into something was that was completely unknown and I had no idea. Now, it turned out good because um, I it was fun and I really wanted to do that, but it was, but I think it was, Maybe a little unnecessary tough. Okay. Number four is that uh, when I had that company, my first company, and uh, because I did not really, I, I told myself that I don't know how to do things. And uh, as I said, sales was something that I felt like I don't want to do that at all. So I was kind of uh, desperately looking for some other people to come and save me. And that led me to um, to set up a partnership with a person that was a total disaster. And I'm not going to go into that, but uh, that was my biggest mistake that I did not believe in my own capacity to actually learn things or maybe just hire help, you know, get people in and, uh, and figure it out, um, get people who can help me without going into partnerships. Now, I think partnerships are great if it's like a family, you know, love partnerships, but in business, and for sure, I mean, we love our current partnerships as well, but uh, there's a, there's a time and place for partnerships and also what type of partnerships you're going to implement. So I took on a partner out of a despair because I thought that I didn't want to do some things and I just thought that if somebody would come in and 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 help me and uh, you know take care of those those activities and it could have worked for sure but that was a really wrong partnership and I lost a lot of money and a lot of uh, dignity in that process number five is now speaking of partnerships and speaking of uh, getting help from others my biggest mistake was that I didn't get help soon enough I kind of thought that I'm gonna figure this thing out by myself now when I started my business my first business there wasn't really any online courses or uh, trainings uh, or business coaches and well maybe there were I'm sure there were but it wasn't like today this was you know years and years ago um, but I didn't take the help that I didn't look for help and I didn't take the help and uh, that was a little silly because I know now that uh, getting help to grow your business as fast as possible is really important because there are so many mistakes you can actually avoid if you have somebody who is mentoring you, who is helping you, who is coaching you, who is teaching you what to do and how to think. And uh, those things don't come naturally. Now, uh, I know that uh, many people who are in the corporate jobs, they might be feeling like, well, I'm so good at accounting and I'm so good lawyer. I'm so good uh, business manager. I'm so good boss or whatever. So how, how hard can it be? I'm just going to start a business offering business coaching, consulting, accounting and all that. 
And uh, for sure, they know the craft, they're good at that. But building a business out of your profession, your expertise, is something completely different compared to just offering that service. So I work with creatives, for example, and uh, if you are an interior designer or a web designer or a photographer and you're working for a company and then you decide to go solo, then you all of a sudden realize that, oh, hang on, I'm not doing design anymore. I'm not doing, there's so many other things that we need to learn. And those things, they don't come naturally because it's, if it's the first time you do it, of course you don't know what you're doing. It's just natural. Like first time giving birth to a baby, no idea what you're doing. First time going, you know, driving a car, you don't know what you're doing. There are a lot of things you just don't know. But you will learn. And the more you iterate, the more times you go into situations and you fix it, the more reps you do, the more you learn and the better you will become in the process. So five mistakes I made during my entrepreneur journey, not willing to sell business model that wasn't profitable, didn't tap into my expertise, but I was working and wanted to tap into my passion, took on a partner out of despair and not really understanding what it would mean for the business and not taking on help early enough from other professionals, coaches, consultants and teachers. Now, there have been some smart things as well. So I'm going to talk about the five smart things that I have done so far. And uh, we're probably going to do this kind of episode, I don't know, every other year so we can see if these smart things and the mistakes have changed. So if there are some new big mistakes that have, uh, you know, I've done, which I suspect there will be, and also smart moves that, um, you know, I and the team has been taking here and that has led to something super cool. So the, the smartest move, I would say, is to, I learned how to drive sales from the internet. So this was the best. I think this is the best skill for any business owner. Learn how to drive sales from the internet, meaning that learn how to turn strangers into customers and do it efficiently and do it consistently, do it with ease and do it with uh, confidence. Okay, that is an amazing skill. And if you don't know how to do that, Scaling your business is very difficult because when you get in, into business, maybe you're selling to your friends, your colleagues, the people inside of your network, they know you, they trust you, they know what you do, they know somebody who know you. And that is, of course, a really good way for you to get your first customers and clients and start working with them. When you start scaling your business, you want to grow bigger, then you have to tap into the sources of people, future customers who have no idea who you are. They don't know anything. You don't have this relationship with these people. And then you need to learn a totally new skill set that is turning strangers into customers. And of course, as everything is digitalized, so where are the people? Well, they are online. Even though you have a physical goods business or you have a physical brick and mortar store business, you are still most likely finding your customers online and converting people from online to your offline boutique, your cafe, or to your local services. So learn how to drive sales from the interwebs. That is 
the smartest move I've made in my business and something that we are practicing every day. I focused on product development. This is not difficult the choice for me since I am a product engineer and I've always been on the delivery and product side. But focusing on the quality and the making sure that the products that we are pushing out to the market are the best in the market. So we have a relentless focus on quality, focus on product development, focus on product iteration, focus on product management, so that we know that when we get customers in through the doors, they come and start working with us, they will feel that this was a really good investment. Now, we are selling services, we are selling group programs, certifications, and different type of business coaching services. But this is equally important for anybody who is in business. If you have physical goods, if you have local services, if you have a restaurant, if you have business to business, business to consumer, services, products, whatever you are selling, focus on making your product the best product on the market and always, always improve your product. The third thing I did very well, and I actually did that with both of my businesses, and I niched down at the start. And uh, with Avenue, I niched down in a way that I launched our services in the Swedish market or Swedish-speaking market first. And since we did not have this level and this type of business growth programs available in the Swedish market. And in fact, we are still pretty alone with having this level of services and this type of uh, programming. So that was a really good move because even though, yeah, I knew all along that I was going to go international, that means, you know, we need to speak the international languages and all that things that it means. But when I got started, because I wanted to get a really good head start, the smartest move was to niche down to a specific market. So I worked with female women business owners who spoke Swedish. So that was the first thing. Then we started expanding and now we have a bunch of coaches that are speaking different languages and also our customers come from uh, many European countries, a little bit outside as well. So niching down was really smart. And also when I started my design business, I also niched down in two ways. First of all, I niched down to only have home textiles because I wanted to go into the textiles business. And the second thing is that we created this very specific style with a very specific story behind the products and that was our niching. So that is the reason why we got so much publicity because it became such a trend up here in the Nordics. It became a trend and people, everybody knew that, you know, if you want this, this style, then you go to this brand. Then, of course, it got very copied and a lot of brands started copying and creating similar styles. And, you know, that is what happens with trends. But then again, niching down was very, very smart choice. So, don't try to be everything for everybody. Niche down and later on, if you want to expand, then you can do that because you already have um, a client base. You already have success stories within that one niche. The fourth thing that I did really smart was to join programs, masterminds and memberships. 
I've been buying consulting and I've been buying masterminds and I keep investing in different kind of uh, communities and help. And as I said, the mistake at the beginning of my entrepreneur journey was that I did not join any of the group programs or any similar things, although there wasn't so many either when I started. So at least I wasn't aware of those. But then when I started Avenue and since that, I've always been in some communities and there are some membership groups that I will never leave. <laughs> I just like them so much. I don't see myself ever leaving. And uh, some others, you know, I join for a while and uh, look around and maybe it doesn't suit, you know, for, for the next level and so on. High level masterminds, uh, low ticket masterminds and so on. So very, very important. And a couple of things that have been consistent gain out of this. And I know we heard this before, but, you know, if you are thinking like, where should I meet other people who think like me, who speak like me, who, who have the same interests? And how can I get in touch with these other business owners out there? If you're feeling lonely, if you feel like um, you're the only one in your your group of friends or in your family who is caring about these things or thinking about these things like business growth and marketing and all this cool stuff, then listen, there are hundreds and thousands of communities out there, but you do need to pay to be in, in those communities, most of them, at least the good ones, they always paid some of them, as I said, a low ticket, so they don't cost a lot, and some others are very, very expensive. But that is where you meet the people. That's where the people are. These other people were also investing in themselves. They also want to be part of those communities. So if you don't know where to go, if you are interested in being part of a community, we have two communities. We have our coach community, which is for the business coaches who want to certify themselves in Avenue Methodology. And they want to offer business coaching, business consulting, growth advisory to their customers and clients. That is an amazing, it's a tiny community, but that is a super tight, very, very fun community that I run. And uh, we help each other. We, we work together. It feels like we're colleagues, but still we are running our own independent businesses. And then also we have another community that is called Avenue Business Circles. And the business circles is something that, you know, you can, anybody can join, all business owners can join. And that's where we practice the art of sales and marketing and product creation, brand development, growth activities. And we do that together. So our coaches are coaching. I am coaching and we have a lot of fun together. So those are two communities. None of them are free. So if you're looking for free community, then maybe Facebook groups and such would be your choice. And I'm sure you can get a lot of great connections through Facebook groups as well. But if you want to meet other people, if you really want to get the benefits of both getting coaching, consulting, advisory, and also meet other people, then paid communities are the way to go. So my smart moves was that I joined and I still keep joining relevant programs and masterminds and membership communities and buying consulting because my job is to develop myself and develop my business. And that is to me, very, very big, important component in the personal development. 
And number five, this is something that I also want to mention because this was a smart move and this may be something that you can learn. Uh, it's really about your personality. In fact, yeah, you can learn this, but there are a couple of components that you need to think about if you're going to implement this. And here's the thing. I became a really fast implementer. This means that I learned to do a lot of things by myself. It doesn't mean that I always want to do everything by myself. And it doesn't mean that I today do everything by myself. But some key elements of the business, for example, learned how to run ads, learned how to build landing pages, learn how to create um, different kind of uh, lead offers and different kind of, uh, you know, free offers that we use in the marketing and use in the sales process. That has been invaluable for us because, and I understand that you might feel like, I don't want to learn that I want somebody else to do that for me. And of course, you can do that. If you employ a person or you take maybe, a, you know, somebody who is helping you part-time or full-time to do those things, then you can get them fairly quickly. But if you are going to buy these services from an agency, there's a risk that you are not that fast with your implementation. Okay, this means that when you get an idea, it might take just too long time for your agency or, or the service providers to put it together. And also the cost is pretty high. So I think, and I, I love to be, you know, scrappy because that's how I've always been growing my business. I, I think it's just a really amazing skill to have to get into the trenches and like go mudding and just learn these things. It doesn't mean that you always need to do those things, but just to get the fundamentals, learn the fundamentals. And particularly today, when the tools are so good that you don't even need to have technical skills to put together funnels and systems and automations and such, you can absolutely do it by yourself or have somebody on your team to do it. And you don't have to pay a lot of money for professionals who both might take the time and also might be a big cost for you. So learn to implement the key um, elements of your growth system and uh, be prepared to change up and, and develop them fast. So rapid testing, you create something, launch it, put it out there and uh, and see how it performs. And if you need to change something, just do it by yourself. You can have amazing results in super fast if it is so that you learn how these things work. Now, for example, some months ago, I tested to launch a new product and uh, I got the idea on Sunday on Monday I cleaned my calendar because I wanted to test and implement it right away on Monday I implemented it so I built the concept the messaging the landing page the video that was coming after you know when people come to the landing page and the whole mechanism with emails uh, how to buy you know the, the sales cart added all the bells and whistles and some you know, beautiful graphics, and I was done within one day. So I could get out to the market to my warm audience within one day and uh, test the product. 
And no, I did not build the whole product, but I was able to sell that concept and put it together super, super fast. So I think that is just one of the skills that is very smart to learn, particularly if you're on a budget and you want to try and test a lot of things and you want to do that fast, which I think is a really good way because then you at least know you got that thing out there, you're testing, and then you can improve that if you see that somebody is interested and they want to to buy that or you know that is something that you're going to keep inside of your product suite. So smart moves, short summary, I learned how to drive sales from the internet focused on product development, always focus on product development. I niched down at the start so I could tap into a market that was underserved and got a bunch of customers already during my first weekend when I got started. I joined programs and masterminds. I always joined different masterminds and different programs, both high and low. And also I became a very fast implementer. This also requires that you don't sit around with your ideas a longer time, but you go out and test them. You know, what if it works? That would be fantastic. If it doesn't, well, then you know, then you can move on to the next one. Okay, so thank you so much for being here with me. I am so happy to be back in podcasting. I have a lot of fun episodes coming out with some of our coaches, some of my friends, and of course, yours truly also sharing what's going on behind the scenes of my business and behind the scenes of uh, the business coaching industry.